0: This is the one thing podcast where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. In the last episode, you got to hear my conversation with Chad Himes. He was The One Thing Certified Trainer of the Year from 2016. And we talked about the three commitments that you must make if you wanna have a chance at tasting the extraordinary in your life. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. In this episode, we talked to one of you. This is a case study not only on what it means to form power habits in your life, but also how to teach your
1: kids how to form habits by leading by example. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready to eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen
0: With that, let's get into our conversation with Jill Gallagher. Jill, how how in the world did you even come across the one thing?
2: Oh, that's easy. So I'm part of Keller Williams, and there you have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> you
2: know, the one thing.
0: And, and when you read it for the first time, was were you one of the people who was like, this is amazing? Or were you one of the people who was ticked off because you're like, yeah, this is ridiculous?
2: Uh, no, I think that I was enlightened. I don't know that that's the right word. but. Just knowing that multitasking is a myth, kind of debunking all of that and, and really putting it to work, I think proved the fact that it was real. Um, I tend to believe what I read, good or bad, <laughs> that can be good or bad. Just putting it to the test is what proved
0: it. Mm. Now, switching from multitasking to monotasking or doing one thing at a time, uh, Simple in theory, until you actually try to do it and you realize, oh my goodness, I do it so much. What was that process like for you?
2: you no, know, it affected every area of my life as a, a wife, a mother, a business owner, just trying to be healthier. All of those things it affected so much and you see that it's it's not just in one area, it crosses over.
0: Mm-hmm. It's what, yeah, what we call the halo effect. Now, I, I think one of the biggest things, because we got had the chance to work with you through one of our programs... People read the one thing, they go, "Wow, this is a great book, great content. This is this is amazing." But most people, you know, they start to take action. They might get some results. Yet they look up and they're still struggling. What were you struggling with when you got introduced to time blocking mastery?
2: Better question is, what was I not
0: struggling with? There we go. <laughs>
2: Honestly, okay. I mean
0: everything. <laughs> well, give some examples. I want I want this to be tangible because I also want people who are listening to this to know that they're not alone. You know it's really easy when you're just in your own world and you're struggling with with very certain things to feel like you're the only one.
2: The personal side, I think everybody can relate to because we all have personal lives. And I think the technology world that we're in today, it's so easy to spend time with your kids, yet you're not being intentional with the time with your kids. Mm-hmm. So you've got a phone in your hand or you've got a laptop iPad, whatever it be. And you're not being intentional. And I think that's the thing that I'm seeing, you know, with an 11 year old and eight an year old, it's painfully obvious every single day that they're growing up. And am I missing it or am I really being fully engaged?
0: Mm, that hits home for me. Mom. Daphne's four, Dean's one and a quarter, but it's like, gosh, blink of an eye. And just, just realizing those moments when we're doing bath time and I've got my phone in my hand. And all of a sudden, it's like I, it's like I just came out from a blackout. It's like, Jeff, what are you, why are you even looking at email right now? It's just unconscious. You just do it. And so you know, most people, when given an opportunity to further their education, they, they really have assessed it, even, especially when money is involved. Why did you decide that you needed to do something about it?
2: I feel like I've got one chance at life. And I don't want to look back and ever say I regret anything. There's going to be parts of my life that aren't beautiful or wonderful. Yet, did I learn something from it? Did I give it all I had? And I don't want my kids regretting and thinking, yeah, I had a part-time mom and a full-time real estate agent mom. No, I want to be a full-time realtor, a full-time business owner, a full-time wife, a full-time mom. And each of those roles have a place and a space. And so... I just want to be the best at all of those things
0: that I can be. And, and for the folks who are listening to this, um, I asked these questions of her specifically about why she um, decided to make an investment in herself, not to sway you one way or another on whether you should be making investments yourself, but generally, because I'm a student too. And I'm very, very curious about what goes through every single one of your minds when you decide to do business, whether it's with us or, or anybody, why, what's that thing that drives you? Because we want to find ways to add more value. Um, Joe, let's fast forward. You come into the time blocking mastery, you go on a 66 day challenge. Now, of course, you're saying, like, what, what, what was I not starting? Like, what I needed to improve all these areas. And you just said, I want to be a full time wife, a full time real estate, a full time business owner, full time. What what how did you identify what the one thing was that you wanted to form a habit in first?
2: So I feel like I'm pretty good in a lot of things my health is the one thing that the one thing, is the one thing that i felt like i would let slip in an instant you know just rushing through life and making bad decisions whether it be for emotional reasons time reasons whatever and i knew that if i could get a hold and conquer that then the limits were taken off of everything else because it's it, it's the thing that held me bondage
0: okay transforming your health i feel like is something many people can relate to myself included yet it's something many people struggle with myself included so you look at the big elephant in the room of transforming your health how did you narrow it down
2: i've done a lot of research on just sugars and and i think sugar more than anything is is the culprit to so many diseases and our the the health of our liver and it's just you've seen this epidemic in our country the more sugar is involved the the unhealthier more unhealthy we get and i knew that that was that was the the thing that had to be tackled it's in everything
0: okay so you're talking to the guy who has a full set of sweet teeth (laughs) I mean, I love sweets. Every night, I just I can't go stay away from the cookie dough. Just not you. You you say like tackling sugar, and it's like I started hearing Chinese because I have this uh, crazy reaction where I don't hear things that I don't want to hear. That's a big thing to tackle. Cutting out sugar. Huge. You crazy? Determined. Oh yeah, good answer. Okay what What was the why behind it? Because you don't take on a beast like eliminating sugar from your diet without a bigger why behind it? What drove you?
2: It goes back to my kids, and my husband, two small, active kids, I don't want to be the parent that's on the sideline that can't participate because I can't breathe, I can't run, I can't ride a bike i can't I can't do any of these things it. I've heard this saying before, the pain of discipline is, is better than the pain of regret.
0: Mm.
2: And it goes back to that again. It's just not worth it.
0: I'm imagining because I've done my share of 66-day challenges now. It's easy when you start out to be all excited. Oh, I'm going to eliminate sugar from my diet. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to manage budget. I'm going to lead generate every day. But you get a weekend, two weeks into your 66-day challenge, a month, two months, all of a sudden you just, the novelty wears off. I get what you're saying in terms of realizing you don't want to be the mom that's on the sideline, but that is so down in the future. And we find that most people have a hard time connecting the long-term payoff in the positive or negative to today's actions. What was that like for you?
2: So uh, we started it as a 30-day challenge. I sent a our three best, so my husband and I, and our two best friends, uh, who are a married couple as well, I sent a text and I was like, "Hey, y'all want to do a thirty day challenge?" Because I figured I could probably get people roped into thirty, <laughs> and I knew that if I went thirty, then I could go the following thirty six on my own. Mm. So that's where we started. And the I'm the more of the I'm more of the person who, if I plan it out, I won't do it as well. I put too much hype behind it. I just have to make a decision and start going, and I do better that way. It's uh, how I've always been. So we talked about it on like a Wednesday and started the following Monday. I mean, that was time to kind of figure out what we were going to eat, grocery shop, be ready, and we just did it. Just took action, you know.
0: Okay, when did you first fail? I didn't actually. You you had a you didn't you didn't miss one day. No. Stop it. I mean,
2: it's the first time in my life I've ever been able to say that. I can't say it's that's been, but I've done this so many times. I just think I had the mindset right. It's it's all about mindset. I was finally there. I'd made that decision, and I'm stubborn as a mule. When I'm my mindset, I'm I'm gonna do it.
0: Mm, well, you know, and I'll just I'll speak into what I'm feeling right now, which is. I agree with you on the mindset. And I think sometimes people, you know, this is from experience. For those of you who are listening, um, maybe you've tried before, or maybe you're in the middle of attempting to form a habit now, and it's just not going the way that you want it to be going. I think there's something to be said for everything in the right way at the perfect time, that everything happens for a reason. You know, maybe you weren't ready. Maybe your mindset wasn't where it needed to be yet. But um, I love how you just said, You've tried this so many times. Like you're no, you're no rookie when it comes to trying to do these things, and you've always experienced a level of failure. Yet this was the first time where you just, you just did it. What I love is that you kept moving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's why you know when we talk about people choosing the right one thing and setting the bar at a level. Like what's the one thing I can do? Not like you feel guilty if you don't do it, or your wife says you should do it. Like you actually can do it. It's about momentum. Is it fair to say that you've had momentum coming into this?
2: Yes. Uh, just started going to a chiropractor who was very holistic and just the adjustments and just feeling better generally made me want to feel better long-term. And I knew that this is the answer.
0: So what you're saying is one thing, the right one thing can knock over many things?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Interesting. Somebody should write a book about that. Oh, yeah. You know, it just... <laughs> It seems like every time I get on the phone with somebody like you, Jill, which you're a sweet treat because you're kind of an exception where it just seems like you just handled this so easily and effortlessly, but people fail to get that momentum, how important that is. You know, you feel like you should be exercising for an hour a day. You feel like you should only be spending this much money or you should be saving this much money or you feel like you should be lead generating for this many hours a day but it's just not realistic. Your mindset isn't there, right? You haven't trained the people around you to respond in a certain way yet. And you just don't give yourself permission to lower the bar and say, can I make one phone call?
2: Right. And I think living that way, you live in such guilt. And I think we all do it. We live a life so full of guilt that how can you ever see victory when you just are so guilt ridden over every decision? Because it's not, I did generate three to four hours today. It's, I didn't lead generate, I didn't spin wisely, I didn't eat wisely, I didn't sleep, I, you know, all the I didn't. And I needed a victory, you know, to feel like I could get the victory everywhere else.
0: Well, I think that's why it matters that for all of you who are listening to this, that you assess right now where you've placed that bar for success. What would you have to do to count it as a W, to feel like a winner? Can you give yourself permission? to maybe adjust that bar so that instead of saying I didn't do this, it's like, you know what? No, the bar wasn't that high. I cleared it and I got the momentum because I'm serious. You're like, you're saying you you eliminated sugar. You're talking to the sugar lover. I just, I can't get my mind around that yet.
2: And I think you also have to look at whose bar is it. You know, this was my bar. I'm not Adam Hergenrother and create, you know, running a Iron Man. That's not my bar. Yeah. Too often are we looking at somebody else's bar and, and thinking that's what it, ours needs to be.
0: Keep your eyes to yourself, people. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so good. What was one of the things that surprised you most during our time together?
2: Honestly, printing out that 66-day challenge and having to mark off those boxes or really getting to mark off those boxes It kept me from cheating so many times because I thought it's not worth it because I really want to mark this off. I really want to go to sleep knowing I won today. And if I cheated, knowing that I had to start back over, oh my gosh, it just wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. So still hanging on my refrigerator as like, yes, you did that. I have cheated since and I'm not proud of that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about that. What happened when you, when you, when you cheated?
2: Okay, so I went 70 days no cheats. Okay. And and I, I'm okay with not living that perfectly. Again, I don't want to live in guilt. I, you know, it's been a month since that 66 day challenge finished. And 95% of my life is is clean. Um, I'm allowed to kind of just be imperfect. Again, it's kind of being okay with what I'm doing and doing really well and still making wise choices. You do see that you further, you get away from, you know, making good choices. It's easier to go back into that old habit. Mm-hmm. I haven't fallen back into it though.
0: So yeah. Do, do you find it easier now today to make the right choices?
2: Oh, absolutely. I don't want to put near as much thought into it.
0: That's awesome. And I, and I think that's the perfect, it's kind of like putting your car in cruise control, right? Once it becomes a habit, it just doesn't require the same amount of discipline or willpower. It just requires minimal effort. You, it's not like it just, you lock it in and you're good to go. Like you got to keep putting gas in the tank, <laughs> right? Yep. I love your mindset. And what's just so refreshing to me is um, you're not afraid to fail. When you have stumbled, acknowledge and you keep moving. You keep moving. And I think you've really grasped the importance of setting the bar at a level that it takes to get a win and building that momentum. What did this do for the people in your world that you care about?
2: So there's currently two 66-day challenges hanging on my refrigerator. Um, It belongs to an eight-year-old who is not going to be sassy. She's going to be sweet for 66 straight days. (laughs)
0: is it is it is it sixty its like all day be sweet? oh, she's failed. Let me tell you
2: um, <laughs> yes, I mean, it's just it's it's self control mm-hmm. you know and working on holding your words and yes,
0: do you think the do you think the bars set at a reasonable level for her?
2: No, it's not
0: so do you know do you know what Gary's definition of leadership is? Tell me teaching people to think so they can get what they want. When they want it, mm. teaching people to think so they can get what they want when they want it. I'm going through this with my four year old, where I'm realizing she's just she's so impressionable. I can really mold her so much. Uh, how can I teach her to think right now so she can get what what she wants when she wants it? Like when you just said your eight year old is doing it, I I actually got emotional. Like there, I, I had to hold back a tear because that that level of impact mm-hmm. just hits me like you can't even imagine. Well, I guess you can. You have a daughter, daughter, right?
2: An 11-year-old son who is also doing it.
0: All right. And his
2: is saying yes the first time.
0: That, so the, I, I get that. Like that's specific and measurable. But for, to imagine an eight-year-old all day for six, six days being perfect um, seems, seems high.
2: Well, the funny thing is at school, she is that, you know, really well-behaved. It's when she's home and she's relaxed and she allows herself to
0: not control her words and her emotions. So what's the version of say yes the first time for her? Not to where she has to be sweet all the time, but just one time. That's a tough one.
2: I don't know. Um, Because it's so hard to to measure that. You know, think before you speak, that's not measurable. Mm. I don't really know
0: the answer to that. Well, and I think here's your opportunity to not only grow as the student, but now to grow as the teacher. Mm. To turn the tables and to look at that and go... Am I helping her teach? Am I teaching her to think the way she needs to think so she can get what she wants when she wants it? Am I teaching her how to look at her goals and assess if they're realistic for herself?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Have that conversation. I mean, maybe it's a scout's honor type of thing where she's going to know if she could have. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not even the first time. Is it just one time when she wanted to be sassy that instead she was sweet?
2: And the funny thing with her is she's very tenderhearted. So, and she's a lot like me. So I know where she's getting it. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course, it's it's my trait that's been handed down. So, of course, I, I I really want her to grasp grasp how to control it. It's still hard for me sometimes. I feel like I have to get the last word in. She's just like me. So, when she's talking, she you can see the fact that she knows she needs to stop, but doesn't or can't. And then immediately when she's confronted with, Abby, you're, you're not using the right words or whatever I say. Um, she's like, I'm sorry, mommy. And she immediately turns. So the bar is probably too high, yet it's softening her heart to, to see that the difference.
0: That's awesome. What if you were in her shoes? If it was your 66-day challenge to, instead of being sassy, being sweet, where would oh. you set the bar for yourself?
2: I don't really even know the answer to that. I know that I wish someone had taught me how to do that at that age and not let my emotions get out of control um, as a fourteen-year-old who knew everything, mm-hmm. you know, who was disrespectful, who didn't make wise choices because I did know everything. I wish somebody had told me that.
0: Mm. Well, you have a journey to go down, right? You may not know the answer, but you can begin exploring it. And what I would, what I'll ask of you, because. Um, I'm starting to see more posts in the Time Blocking Mastery community where people, it is rubbing off and and, and spreading to their children. Um, Keep us posted and let us know what you find out because I'm very, very curious about this. I remember early on working with Gary and Jay, Gary asked me, what's the give element that we can create that'll be at the heart of our business that'll win the heart of the world? Because every business he has ever had has always had some give element at the core of it. And it's not often publicized, but there's always the profits of the business are used to fund a mission. Uh, For me, it's really around children's education, learning the things that you being taught the things that we should have been taught in school, but weren't. I don't know what the answer is, how we spread this message to ch- children yet, but it very, it's very important to me. And so when I see people like you who are uh, being the pioneers of taking this content and cascading it to the next generations, um, first and foremost, thank you. And, and I want to know how it goes. Well, what else can you say to people who they're just not where they want to be? They need to get to that next level. What would you share with them? How do they get started?
2: I think first and foremost, you got to give yourself some grace because nobody's where they want to be to begin with. I mean, we all have a journey to go, travel down, and change, and all of that. So, start number that's number two. So, give yourself grace and start. And it's okay if you fail. Start again until you get it. And don't get frustrated with the process. You have to embrace the process and know that every time that you fail you're failing forward and you're just going to make a better decision next time
0: there you have it my conversation with jill Gallagher. man i don't know if you could hear it in my voice but um this was definitely an emotional interview for me i really meant what i said at the end about that legacy that i want to leave that that give element that will be at the heart of our business that will win the heart of the world it comes down to education for our children and for those of you who are parents you know you would you would do anything for your children uh you would you would give anything up for your children now that i have young kids and i'm, I'm getting to see how impressionable they are you know if you ask daphne uh, where happiness comes from she'll say from within if you ask her what her superpower is she'll say the ability to make friends with people. This is a four-year-old because every night for the past two years, when I tuck her in, I we're doing certain affirmations. Uh, you know, I was I was blessed to have some great parents that instilled some uh, wonderful values in me when I was a kid, uh, got me into personal development very early. I have just adopted the mindset of being a, su- a student and constantly on my road to mastery, constantly looking to sharpen that saw. And I owe a lot of that to the way that I was raised. I know that if we could take this information and pass it down to our children, uh, wow, that's, um, that's a life worth living for me. And I think you'll agree as well. Our call to action from this episode for you is very simple. Who's someone in your life that you feel you can bring value to if you were to expose them to just one idea that's made an impact in yours? Oftentimes, we, um, we think about how we can get everything we could possibly want in this world. And it's often through helping others get what they want first. If you've ever had somebody who has reached back and mentored you, guided you, helped you in any way, shape, or form, uh, you think very positive thoughts about that person. They, they have a special place in your heart. You have the opportunity to be that person for somebody else who really needs you. Can you teach from where you are today? Whether you, wherever you are on your road to mastery, however much of a time master you think you are, can you help somebody else who maybe is just a little bit further behind than where you are? And together help pull them forward. Because if we do this as a family, if we help one another, it's truly incredible what we'll be able to accomplish together. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really, really appreciate you. Um, you can hopefully you can hear to my voice. I'm just feeling an incredible level of gratitude right now for for you, for being a listener, being a fan, and living what we're talking about. We mean that. So thank you, and we look forward to being with you in the next episode.